Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Welcome to J Street Vibes. It's your main man, Kenny Carroll. Of ESPN 1320, D-Lo and KC. This is your main man, Jason Jones of The Athletic. And damn, Jason, we I thought we was going to be doing like a, a post-game show for a nice little Kings come from behind win. No, no, we're doing a post-game show for a blown lead late by the Kings. Up four with about a minute 45 to go. Couldn't hold on to the lead. They lose 120 to 117 to the Atlanta Hawks. They lose the season series to the Atlanta Hawks. And yeah, yeah, they, they kind of, yeah. they're allergic to being any more than four games over 500. They kind of played with fire tonight, too. It was like, you know, you let them be. It, it, to me, it was just they never had a stretch where they just kind of said, okay, you know, remember Atlanta goes up by seven, they make that run, they go ahead. But the fact you had to come back from seven down, they just never really created to me a moment where I say, okay, they got this. And then, you know, they only had 10 turnovers, but that last one was, you know, DeJounte DeJounte gets De'Aaron on that last play. And I'm sorry, you know, they'll probably hate the two minute report, the last two minute report, (laughs) but no, I mean, that's a play that no one's calling in that situation on DeJounte. No one's calling that. I mean, they should. I mean, they that, should, that's, but a, that's, not. A, that's a, a pretty clear offensive foul. Yeah, but that's a play that never gets called, mm. usually at any point of the game, unless that guy extends that arm fully, mm. you know. And, and, I, and I feel like we also got to remember this, too. We got the benefit of, like, three or four different angles Yeah. <laughs> after the well, fact. And, you know, and you had already used your challenge on the herder foul. Well, don't get me started on that rule. I, I don't understand. I don't understand, Jason. I don't understand how, first of all, you get one challenge a game. And if you get it right, you lose the challenge. How does that make any sense? <laughs> like, like you you got it right that the refs were wrong, that they were incompetent as usual. But uh, they, we got to take that challenge from you. It's weird because it always was, well, the ball was – in you know loose so it's a jump ball which i hated that rule i'm like we'll give him the ball back but then like it looks like trey is passing the ball mm-hmm. on the foul call they're like no he had possession i'm like i don't know the rules anymore no nah, no nah. and, and people should that remember one, that one didn't oh. even really bother me i mean it's okay they got the ball whatever it's the fact that you lose the challenge 
if you're successful. You still lose the challenge if you're successful. I don't understand that. I mean, the challenges are weird because after the uh, Kings game off, I went, I went and watched the uh, Lakers uh, heat. Mm-hmm. And there's a play where it looks like a clear charge on Victor Oladipo, and they called a foul on Russell Westbrook, the Lakers challenge. They go back and say, you know what? It wasn't a foul on Westbrook. We're going to give the foul to Austin Reeves instead. <laughs> what? And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come I mean, on. there's really no. Con- I mean, I you know it, it's weird, but the challenges don't bother me nearly as much as the last two minute report. Because mm. to me, the last two minute report is like a big middle finger at you, mm. like you know. Because even you know after Donovan seventy one the other night. Oh, by the way, it was a line, lane violation. <laughs> so what? What does that do for anything? What does that do for the Bulls? <laughs> what hey. does that do for the Bulls a day later? I I keep saying. They need to they need to have these officials speak to the media, speak to the public. They got to stop hiding them. It doesn't have to be all three of them, but the crew chief or whatever it is, it needs to be it's 2023. Well, you, you, can request, you can request an official depending on the situation. I don't think. Yeah, but I heard that thing is so so convoluted and ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're, they weren't going to make an official available for did DeJounte Murray push off. No, but they, they like. Not, not just this game, but just in general. Like, come on, man. It's 2023. We know who these officials are. They're, they got stats, right? People keep stats on these referees. You're not hiding anybody or doing anything. They need to They need to be answering for some of these poor calls. They don't have to spend, you know, 20 minutes at a press conference. But stand in front of a, a camera, you know, come to a podium and explain what you saw, what you didn't saw. Yeah. Let me it. explain the mechanics of how it works for people who don't know. Uh, for every NBA game, there's a reporter who's, who's assigned to be the pool reporter. And that's the reporter. And I've been that guy a ton of times. That's the guy. If there's a controversial call or there's an issue, you're the one who puts the sends the message to New York or, you know, whoever needs to get the message that you want to you know request an official. And you have that one reporter gets whatever, maybe two or three questions with one official it's not like you get like a press conference and we all can ask the official questions mm-hmm. so essentially it was a controversial call and say i'm the pool reporter i you know i get to go to by the officials locker room or whatever and i ask whatever two or three questions and then they type them up and they pass them out to everyone here is the question like you know why did you call this you know what was the call on this you don't get to go back and forth and debate you know seven eight calls in the game it's usually they usually go to that in very specific you know controversial type situations and there was nothing tonight where i think they they would warrant that but i have a i have a very good pretty good feeling that the we're going to have another the last two minute report hates the kings tomorrow the offensive foul on dejounte i mean that that's if if this was handled in a real way um what did you see there why was that not an offensive foul? And if they came with, <laughs> if they came with the Jason Jones, well, you know, we're not calling that in that situation. <laughs> no, God damn it. Oh, like, no, they're not going to say that. They're not right. going to be like, oh, we, we, we can't call that then. <laughs> right, right, right. The, the thing that I would, I would say would, and maybe I'm just the one man wolf pack on this situation, but I understand the human element of ref in a game, umpiring or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they were to get in front of a camera, and, you know, they were asked about that call. And they said, you know what? That was an offensive foul, man. I missed that. I missed it. Okay. 
like, okay, like I can take that. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not a robot. You're not perfect. You're a human being. You miss calls. That, that's perfectly fine. But this whole, you can't talk to them and you got to have the pool reporter and they got to see the question and like, like, come on, man. Like we, yeah, I, don't, anyway. I don't know if they, I don't, they got to see the question, but it's not like you're going to get 10 minutes with them. That's what I'm telling yeah. you. The pool well, reporter is not going to get, it's not going to get a sit down after a game. It's going <laughs> to be like, you know, explain this specific call, follow up. Okay. Thank you. Well, I've never, I, I've never seen an extended interview for the pool reporter. <laughs> well, look, even, even then, even in that situation, like they'll always justify it. Whatever they see, they'll always justify it. Even if they're dead wrong. I'm just saying I can take somebody saying, Hey, I missed the call. You know, they, they do that with, with in game. You, you've heard it. You've been close enough. They do it with players. They do it with coaches. Hey, I missed that one. I'll, I'll, I'll look for the next. I'll, I'll, I'll look for it next time. Yeah. Or, hey, if I did, you know, or I know I've had, th- you, you know, I've seen it where say it's in the first half and something happens and a, a coach or a player say, Hey, you'll you missed that. He'll say, okay, I'll look at that at halftime. Mm-hmm. And they can like have them mark, you know. Hey, look, you know, no, go back and look at it, and they'll mm-hmm. come out. They'll come out and say, "Hey, my bad." But I think what the league doesn't want to do is set a precedence of after every game you got a ref saying, "You know what? I blew that one." Mm-hmm. And then you get to the finals and you hear this guy is like the hot, one of the highest ranked officials in the league, and you're like, "Hold up, he's had 32 press conferences where he said my bad." Well, well, Jason, <laughs> they're doing that the very next day, every day. That's why I think the they're last minute report is stupid. I was like, <laughs> why are you embarrassing your officials on a daily basis? Right. You know, I, I just, I'm like, if you're not going to change calls, if you're not going to say, okay, you know what? That missed call cost that team a game. Like, it cost the Kings a game in Miami. It cost, you know, if you're not going to say, that that call was egregious. We're mm. going to reverse something. I don't see the point of telling us. Oh yeah, by the way, they fucked up last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> we knew that already. Thank right. you. And, right. and you know, and if you want to get into the whole, it wasn't about the refs. You know, hell, Dejounte made a hell of a play on De'Aaron. I absolutely did. I mean, that's the whole thing about it. I, I the refs, the King. You know me. I never like the refs blew that game for him. That's not really mm. my style. Uh, and I, I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even look at it as the Kings blew the game or anything like that. I mean, I, Atlanta Atlanta made shots, man. De, De John, DeAndre Hunter, he made some big-time shots. Mm-hmm. Bogey made some big-time shots. John Collins hit, hit some real big shots. And De, DeJounte Murray, like you just said, with some big plays down the stretch uh, to win that for the Hawks. I think the Kings, you know, I, I don't, need, I don't I'm not getting into the minutia of their better team. All I don't want to do all that. I just think Atlanta played really well last night. They were a desperate team. Mm-hmm. You know, they were trying to keep a uh, their winning or losing streak from going to five, mm-hmm. and they played like it. They scrapped. Especially how they play the against the Warriors. I mean, mm-hmm. they blew that game about five times. Mm-hmm. And I got to see, I was at the gym. Got to see the replay of that game again yesterday. I'm like, how did you lose this game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you knew they were going to come out desperate, you know. And you know, like I said, the way the NBA is this year, this league is so conflict. It's not like you've got like four or five really great teams. I mean, just yesterday, OKC beat the, the, the living shit out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they turned around and lost to Orlando today. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, mm-hmm. they put they put one like one fifty on Boston. 
Not, nothing nothing makes sense in the NBA this year. Yeah, so I mean, mm-hmm. it's not really about well, are they the better team, you know, and that this it's just hey, everybody's got, you know, DeJounte Murray made a play, and even then the Kings had a chance to tie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, they still had time, they were only down three. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then they missed the shot and they just didn't foul. I was like, what are you guys waiting on? Yeah. <laughs> they uh they and then they even with the foul, like Harrison. I'm not blaming him, just looking at the situation. Ball gets thrown down court, a la Magic Johnson in 1991 mm-hmm. in Portland. And Harrison kind of lets up on getting the ball. He could have got the ball. The Kings still had a timeout. Like, you get the ball with a second or .9 to go in that situation. You got another opportunity. Well, but- I didn't realize they had a timeout still. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm they, pretty... they all just kind of stood there and it's like, okay, I guess the game's over. I'm like, why aren't you fouling? You got time still. It wasn't like there was like a second on the clock. Right, right. But yeah, but you know, hey, Sabonis missed two free throws, and Sabonis has been so money. They um, had missed a free throw, throw the entire game. And what is they 25 straight? They had they maybe a 25 or 25. And then yeah. he misses two, you know, and that's not to blame him, but I mean, no. it's just your two best players both had moments where they're gonna go, my bad. Like mm-hmm. Sabonis misses two free. I mean, he probably won't miss back to back free throws for another month. And the second one, I mean, what's you gonna do, man? I mean, that ball rattled around about three times yeah. for a pop. Out. You're not gonna see many times in the especially in the fourth for someone's gonna pick De'Aaron like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it sucks. You know, it sucks. You know, you lose the game. But to me, this is like, you know, coming off of, you know, a hard fought game. In Utah, game, you know, with the three, uh, that wasn't three out of four, three nights and four, was it? Yeah, it was. They played Sunday, we're off Monday, played Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, three and four. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, you know, I'm not gonna, I mean, I don't know what the opposite of lighting the beam is, (laughs) you know, but I'm not gonna sound the alarm or, (laughs) you know, hit the, hit the red buzzer over this game. I mean, you know, hey, you say they're just allergic to being more than five, four over five hundred. You know, the weirdest thing ever. They, they get, they, they were like, oh, what? what? Ever. Oh, we could be five above five hundred. Oh, hell no, we don't want that. Let's go ahead and stay humble. <laughs> stay humble. <laughs> we got to keep something to work for. <laughs> and like, uh, like um, Giannis when he talked about, he's like, yeah, God didn't give me a a jump shot. I had to say, stay humble, my guy. Stay humble. <laughs> God didn't give him a jumper, period. But he gave him everything else. Right, right. That's what he said. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I look good. You know, I'm, I'm tall. I'm fast. I can jump out the gym. You know, I can play defense. God told me, be humble. That's why he didn't give me a jump shot. You I know, think Shaq said something like that, too, about his free throws. Like, you imagine what I would be if I could make free, you know, what I would be. <laughs> God had to keep me in check. I think Shaq said, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just the you know, sometimes guys make plays. I know people like to get into sometimes after a loss, so oh my god, what's the bigger deal? Guys made plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when the Kings only turned the ball over 10 times, I believe. Yeah. It wasn't a crazy turnover, just that one of the turnovers was just at the worst possible time. <laughs> you know, and then you know, Atlanta shot 54%. But like I said, I'm the get off my lawn man about that when no one else besides me cares about that number. I'm like, you can't keep letting teams shoot 55%, 54% on your home court. Yeah, it's, it's going to keep them in the game, which is – I can't even see they kept Atlanta in the game because Atlanta was ahead for a lot of the games. So, yeah. You know, yeah, it, it just made it where the Kings were constantly chasing. 
Right. It wasn't like they were down 15, but they yeah. were never comfortable. Yeah. You know, yeah, but hey, smart. I said three games, four nights, three different cities. Man. You know, an emotional game. Or, you know, you know, no, I should say an emo, you know, it wasn't really like emotional, but because they, they won. But I mean, they had to, they had to earn that one in Utah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, and sometimes the, a, a game like this is the result of the fact that I, it felt like they should have put Utah away earlier last night. That's what I thought too. I, I and thought, man, by not putting, by not putting Utah away, you had to fight in that fourth quarter. And who knows? Maybe they just didn't have legs at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you play a game in altitude. It ain't Denver altitude, but it's still altitude. Right. You know, you come back. Got to, you know, so sometimes those losses are just because, yeah, you know what? Hey, you, 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 part of being a good team is you get a team down 12, 15 points. You got to put them away. Mm-hmm. It can't be nip and tuck in the fourth. And, the, and in that game, the Kings kept Utah in it. Mm-hmm. Their own mistakes. They let Utah hang around. That game would be way tougher than it should have been. I agree. I agree. You know, we'll uh, we'll put a bow on this this Kings Hawks game, 120-117. Atlanta over Sacramento. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, well, you know, we'll try and lift everybody's spirits up and we'll talk about like the most clutch player in the fourth quarter in the NBA. Statistically, I guess. I don't know. Luca? <laughs> Definitely not Luca. Although Luca, Luca, Luca <laughs> I ain't looking at just, we ain't talking Luca on this podcast. Yeah, that man had 60 20 10. I, 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 you know, you know, everybody must bow down, but I'm going to let me stop before I get hate mail. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that boy De'Aaron Fox when we come back right here on J Street Vibes we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. J Street Vibes back at it here. Uh, we're on a Wednesday night, you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit. Wednesday night after the Hawks-Kings game. Kings weren't able to pull it out. But it looked like the most clutch ball player in the game today. Statistically, maybe, by some metrics. I don't know. De'Aaron Fox looked like he was about to do it again because in the fourth quarter, he rose up again, has some big-time moments to throw down over a Congo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing? Dunk, he's dunking on people like he want to be – like like he's angry at the world. I mean, <laughs> and I love it. I love yeah. it. The man I we, mean, we talked about on the show, the man ain't dunked in two years. It's about damn time. <laughs> like his dad told him years ago, he said, I can do that whenever I want. Why don't you do it? <laughs> and at least once a game now, he's getting somebody. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, I mean, what do you make of um, fourth quarter De'Aaron Fox, man? I mean, the numbers are insane. The, the efficiency, 
um, the field goal percentage, the points per game. Um, it seems like, you know, I'm I'm always, you know, cautious with this. I know it may not seem like it sometimes, but I'm cautious with this. I don't want to act like I don't want to act like, you know, this it's it's definitely what it is, but it's looking like in the fourth quarter he starts to wake up and take things to a whole nother level. Yeah, I mean, he's always – go back to his rookie year. He showed signs that in the fourth quarter, that's when he likes to – he can get going. I mean, I remember – it's like maybe this might have been one of his first five games. We're down in Dallas. And he just is like – and at that point, I don't think he's even starting yet. But he's playing in the fourth quarter with like George Hill and the Vets, and he's just making clutch plays. Mm. He had a game with a game winner in Miami, mm-hmm. I believe. It, you know, so he's – He's shown his whole career that he can play big in the fourth, which was always with frustrated coaches. Because they'd be like, okay, we get this this superstar in the fourth, but, you know, maybe if we got more of you in the first three, we wouldn't need you to do that in the fourth. Right. But I think he's got a – I think he's much better at picking his spots. And he understands that for them to pull out games late, He's got to be aggressive. Even it doesn't matter what the other part of the game has looked like. He's got to go. Mm-hmm. And now he just does it all the time. And now that he's doing it all the time, it's like you're looking at a, you know, a, a guy who would be a, you know, a star, you know, not just a good player, a, a star in this league. And he did it last night in Utah where he just was destroyed. He destroyed them in the fourth, mm-hmm. you know, and then even, you know, even in this game against the Hawks, he was, he was, Cooking again in the fourth, yeah. like he like he just understands the moment and says, you know what, it's time for y'all to get out the way. Right. You know, I'll but make it, something happen. It's it's like you talked about and how some of the coaches feel this way. It it's great to see, but it's also frustrating because you know you look at the Utah game and he had one point in the first quarter. I think he had two shot attempts. You know, he ended up with I think eight shot attempts in the first half. Because in the end of the second quarter, he shot maybe three or four shots to get to that eight. But it's like, man, like I, I would love for you to have a twenty-point first quarter sometimes. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but it's also crazy. First quarter. Yeah, but it's crazy too. Like even that game, it's like they're up by like eight or ten. So it's like, mm. like okay, so yeah, you don't want him to be like, okay, I know we're winning, but I haven't got my shots in yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think he's much better understanding the balance yeah. of it. And I just think in the fourth quarter, he knows that, you know, it's almost, you know, what the great players always do when that fourth quarter hits, they forget the previous three and say, it's time to work. Mm-hmm. And I think he's really gotten that down now. What is he like top five in total points in the fourth? Yeah. Right. You know, I, I forget, you I know, he, that, he might be, I want to say he's one, one or two. Like I said, it changes from game to game. I don't maybe you know. I know he's definitely – Maybe not total points. Maybe that's crazy. I don't know. I, I mean, because, yeah. I mean, there's total points. There's clutch points where, where you, you know, he, I know he's like a top player in terms of, you know, cl- you know, there's fourth quarter, and then there's that clutch moment, what is it, you know, last five minutes within five points. Yeah. He's definitely near the top in the league in clutch, you know, clutch points. I mean, he's doing everything. I can't, you know, can't complain. He's doing everything you need him to do between the uh, the points, you know, and he's making free throws. Oh man, he's he's damn. You know, nice at the I free really throws. can't. I really can't complain. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I I you know, I wouldn't say I'd love it, but you know, you know, you get some people who just try to find a reason to hate on a player. 
you know, be like, I know he's, you know, leading the league in clutch points in the in the four, you know, whatever. But why are they in close games? You know, we just kind of just mess with him. But I can't even do that with him on this. I just see a guy who understands the moment. And at this point now with De'Aaron in the fourth quarter, I'm expecting 10 points every time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm penciling in. De'Aaron's going to get at least 10. That's what they need tonight. He's going to get at least 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what he's shown this year. And you talked about it, you know, uh, earlier, he understands the moment, right? Like it's, it's time to go to work in the fourth quarter and you love to see it. You know, you, you love to see him taking the, taking the reins and taking the responsibility of, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to win this game or we're going to lose this game on my watch, you know, not in a selfish way, just in, he understands it. And I have no problem with that because if the Kings are losing or if they're, you know, not winning, they ain't going to look to blame Malik Monk. They're not even going to look to blame Sabonis. They're not going to, they go, it all ends and starts with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. So I, I understand the aspect of, you guys are going to, you know, blame me if we lose, whether it's my fault or not. So I better take this thing into my hands. And he's done that. He's playing with confidence. He's playing with a certain level of poise that uh, that is, is great to see for the Sacramento Kings franchise. Yeah, and I, and I also know part of it for him is that he has the confidence in the guys around him too, that, mm. you know, he can take the reins in the fourth, but it's not because, well, I know I got four bums out here with me. <laughs> and if I, you know, and then you start taking this bad shots because you're like, I don't trust these guys. Mm. He knows that what he does, is, is, you know, when he's aggressive like that, if he's not getting to the, you know, getting, you know and I'm trying to think my probably my favorite part about him in the fourth is that he's figured out that mid range game, that stop mm. on the dime in the paint and get that little shot off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And to me, if you're going to be one of the great perimeter players, you still got to be able to own the mid range. Yeah. You got to be able to put pressure on the defense by saying, if I get past this, I don't have to get to the rim. I kill you from 15 to 18. And he's showing he can do that and get about 10, 12 feet in, you know, from the brim. Stop because of his speed. The moment he stops, the guy's going to fly by. Mm-hmm. He's going to get good looks. So I, I like what I see from De'Aaron. You know, this is, you know, you know, this is an all-star level player. Yeah. You know, yeah. definitely. I mean, and count me on the Kings should have two all-stars. Oh, oh, ring the ring the alarm. Hold on. You know, what, what do we need here? Uh, let me let me get let me let me figure out what I need to get here. Let's get some air warrants. I, I, haven't, I, haven't had any, I haven't had any yak today. You know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not on no I'm not on no brown liquor. I'm just being objective. And I to me, the Kings have two all stars. Hey, man, I agree. And, with you. Though. Yeah, I think they got two all stars. I don't care how you figure it out. Man. You know. You know, you know, because part of me says, you know what, the Sabonis has a better chance because he's a big. But I'm like, you know what, you can, t- you it, it, NBA coaches and players figure it out because De'Aaron should be there and Shea should be there. I I, I look at it this way, and this is no slight to anybody. I, I'm not even naming names. I'm just looking at the 24 best players in the game. De'Aaron Fox and Demonte Sabonis has been that this year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you figure it out. I don't. I don't know how you make the rosters work. You talk about the twenty-four best players in the league this season. De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis absolutely should be part of that. Mm-hmm. And I can. And I. This, to me, there's going to be spots because, you know, I guess you know I can't see some of these guys who have been injured. Like a De- if Devin Booker misses a month, 
Mm-hmm. And a guy like Zion misses a month. You know, there's going to be, I mean, make it work. Yeah. You know, and maybe they may, they may be selected, but they may choose not to play or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, to me, this is, you know, I know in the last couple of years, people have said De'Aaron was an all star snub. I'm like, get out of here. No, he's not. He'd be a snub this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, people would be like, well, he won player of the week. I'm like, but what did he do the other weeks? You can't say that this year. Yeah. He, you know, he's been pretty, he's been pretty, you know, outside of the stretch where he was playing, you know, through the, you know, through the, you know, the injury took a couple of games off and came back. He's, and even then his down games weren't like eight point games or like 10 and three. It was like, oh, he only had 19 right. or he only, you know, so yeah, I, I just, I, I see two all-stars when I watch the Kings and, you know, they're, you know, they're in the top, they're, they're in the you know, top five, top six in the West consistently all year. The Kings are right there. They're right there from like taking off a little bit. Yeah. Or the way the the league is this year, they're right there from we lost four in a row. Dang it. Now you're 11th. (laughs) Well, see, the, the, and the reason why I say they're right there, you know, matter of fact, let's take a quick break. And I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit with a couple of the games coming up, man. Jason Jones, Kenny Caraway, J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. Back here on The Vibes, J Street Vibes. You know what it is, man. Jason Jones of The Athletic. Kenny Caraway of D'Lo and KC here on ESPN 1320 out here in Sacramento, California. And we just talked about, I just talked about how the Kings, I feel like they're they're right there. They're like really close from like taking off and not taking off to the number one seed, but just creating a lot more separation and solidifying themselves as a top six team with the way the standings are and everything. And I say they're this close from going up and not this close from, like, falling back. Mm-hmm. Because I think they're playing they're, – they're, they're closer to playing good basketball that will put them in that position than they are closer to playing bad basketball, which would have them losing four of seven or something like that and falling back. Yeah. Like, I, thought, I thought they were close to that before the Denver game, right? I was like, oh mm-hmm. – it's like, uh, you know, they're just kind of struggling. They haven't played good in this homestand. You know, they, they could they could go on a slide. I don't think they're there right now. I think they're playing some some okay ball. They got to figure out what's going on with the bench. The bench has been non-existent for mm. the last three games or so. So they've got to figure that out. But other than that, Herter seems to be back. Harrison Barnes quietly is playing well. Sabonis. Fifth straight game with a double double. He's getting twenty and ten. Like I mean, fifteenth, right? Fifteenth straight game, right? Fifteenth straight game. Uh, I think it's the fifth straight game with twenty and ten. I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's getting these. He's getting these like like they're candy right now. De'Aaron Fox is playing well. This close, Jason. This close from like winning seven out of ten and being a, like a legit five or six. Yeah, I mean, it's just a thin line, though, because they don't come back against in that Denver game. <laughs> You're looking at what? You know, look what? You know, then you look at these last – First Utah like, game. Yeah. Yeah, then you look at, you know – it's a real thin line because, you know, they lost, what, two or three? Mm-hmm. You know, but they could easily, you know, have one, to, one beaten, you know, have beaten Atlanta and have won two in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, like we've said all all season, can you string enough stops together when it matters to pull out some of these games? 
and they they were able and like sometimes it's just good fortune that Utah game in Sacramento. Yeah, they get that three from Herder to win. Yeah, they had two offensive rebounds on there on that. Yeah, position. they game in Utah. If De'Aaron makes that shot with point eight point four more seconds, <laughs> that marketing shot counts probably at yeah. the end. Yeah. So it's such a thin line, yeah. and really, there's not a there's, I guess there's not that great separation. You know, I know uh, they got the Lakers coming up again, and LeBron didn't play. And, uh, Wednesday night, but the Lakers beat Miami without LeBron no. and AD. No. So you don't know what to expect in this league from night to night. So you can't go into any game. You no, know, there's not a lot of there, there isn't really. I think the way Brooklyn's playing right now, and a couple other teams, you know, you know, I think when Denver's at full strength, they've got a bit of a gap between mm-hmm. the West because I just I just think they they've got just you know five six really good players and some and a little bit of depth with that, but. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I mean, the Kings could beat anybody. They could lose anybody. I mean, they could beat. They can beat Memphis. They can also mm-hmm. lose to Memphis. Yeah. They can beat. They can beat Phoenix. Especially, you know, Phoenix is you know scuffling right now. I mean, this is just a, you know, if they if they put together a nice run and say they they win eight out of ten, they'll be sitting real pretty in the West. Yeah, and and, and they've got. You hate to do this, you know. I don't like doing this no more. I'm just saying, I'm we, we can't we can't act oblivious to it. They've got a schedule coming up that could allow them to win eight out of ten. You we know? thought that we can't we can't do that because we thought that home the last home stand was a schedule. It it was, and they missed the opportunity. Like the opportunity's there, whether we like it or not. Whether like, <laughs> what would you rather be playing? Houston on a back to back or Milwaukee in a back to back? You'd rather be playing Houston yeah. because Houston's the worst team. So like we can't avoid the fact that that's there in front of them. Now yeah. when you get into oh they're gonna do this or that's when you get into a problem. But mm-hmm. they got an opportunity yeah. coming up. Look at this homestand. Yeah, they I can mean, hit that eight to ten that you just talked about. Yeah, you got this homestand. Everybody's below five hundred. They're playing. That's what I'm saying. Well they, well, they lost one of them in Atlanta. The Lakers are below 500. Orlando mm-hmm. is below 500. But I've seen Orlando randomly come up and beat team. Mm-hmm. The Rockets they got twice next week. They're they're obviously you know they're in that victor you know that that race for you know the the next version of Giannis with a jumper you know mm-hmm. France yeah. you know they're, they're they're firmly in the game. They're they're not making any bones about it. They they tanking. But they- <laughs> But look, didn't they beat Phoenix twice a couple weeks Yeah, ago? yeah, even with that, because like I tell everybody all the time, even when it comes to tanking, the front office may want to lose, but them guys on the court ain't trying to be out the league because they couldn't win. Right, right. And these things that you talk about, Orlando, Houston, they got talent on the squads. Yeah. Like these guys, these these young guys, they may be 19 years old. They may, they may be a little too young. That's why they're not winning on a consistent basis. But they they can play basketball. <laughs> it did take a De'Aaron half court shot logo three to beat Orlando. They were down twenty in that game too. Yeah, so I mean, you know, and like I said, the Lakers can be a mess some nights, but you know, Dennis Schroeder went for like thirty two or something like that tonight. And mm-hmm. if the Kings' defense is not solid, Dennis Schroeder has had some big games against the Kings. <laughs> you know, so but, you know. But I'll say this: this is what I will say. If you if you're really real, then you come out of this stretch. You know, ten games, um, 
I'll just throw a number six and four, you know, six and four, seven and three. Like if you're really real against this caliber of opponent, like I said, I'm not taking it for granted. I'm just saying it is what it is. Like you, you should, and you got a good number of those at home. You have to, if you're really real, you have to take advantage of these opportunities because then, you know, when you get these opportunities, you know, on the flip side, some type of road trip where you got to play Dallas and New Orleans and, you know, that's on the other side. And that's where you're going to be like saying, well, please, let's just go 500 or something like that. So when you have these stretches, you got to take advantage of them if you're really real. They don't play a team with a winning record again until January 21st. Uh, Philly, huh? Yeah, they yeah. got the Lakers, Orlando, Houston, Houston, San Antonio, at San Antonio, at the Lakers, OKC, then Philly. Yeah, man, come on. You know, I mean, you know, this month, I mean, as as it stands right now, the teams they play with a winning record right now are Philly, Toronto. I think Toronto still has a winning record, right? No, I think they're no, they in. don't. Actually, they don't. Like three or no. four. Well. Philadelphia, Memphis. Mm. Outside mm-hmm. of that, everyone they play in January from now on has a losing record. You got to have a big January. You got you, you, you to you, you take advantage of this. I mean, yeah. you got to take advantage of the fact that you got some teams that, you know, I hate to say you should beat them. But, but this, this has got to be a good stress for you. This has got to be a good month. But let, let's let's be real. Let's be real with this group and, and, and say what it is, Jason. If you're the same old sorry Kings, yeah, you shouldn't be saying you you should beat anybody, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're the Kings that we think that we're seeing that's a, a good team, yeah, it's okay to say you should beat Houston two times. It's okay to say you should beat San Antonio. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't do that, then you're the same Kings that shouldn't be saying that about, about anybody. Yeah, and the thing is, even with that, let's see how they defend this month. Do Are we going to see a Jalen Green 40-point game? Are we going to see Dennis Schroeder go for 35 <laughs> you know, on Saturday? Are we going to see pa- Paolo Banchero come in and just have his way? You know, SGA, what are we going to do? What's SGA going to do? Yeah. Is SGA going to come out there and say, I'm the best guard in the league from Kentucky right now and go for 40, 45? You know, mm-hmm. is Josh Giddy going to come in and look like, you know, get get a triple-double? You know, I mean, there's, there's going to be some tests because even records aside – these teams, like you said, all have talent. And even with the teams that are losing records, look at the Lakers. They're only, what, three games ahead of the Lakers, three, four games? It's not like the Lakers are like, you know, you know, 15 games under 500. And even the team like, you know, in the West, Houston and San Antonio are the two teams where you say, wow, they're really, really down right now. Right. But they can still get you. Yeah. You know, because Houston, Houston has a crazy collection of talent. Yeah, they got they got some super talent. Them kids is all just barely out of high school. That's the only problem. Then poor Eric Gordon, poor Eric Gordon is sitting there like, "Would y'all please trade me?" Probably. <laughs> y'all were supposed to trade me two years ago. Why am I He's still like, here? He the only one left from them. Tony, like, why am I still here? What did I do wrong to still be stuck here with you guys? It's like, man, I'm like way older than it. They look at it, Eric Gordon, like he's pops. <laughs> Probably calling OG in the locker room or something crazy. Yeah, man. He got a bunch of guys he can't hang out on the road with because they can't drink. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, man, the next game the Kings have Saturday at the Golden One Center against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, have no idea whether or not LeBron is going to be playing. That's three days from now. So whatever uh, ailment, non-COVID ailment that he has, 
it could all be gone and forgotten by Saturday. Who knows? If he had what I had from my kids, he may not be playing. <laughs> <laughs> if he had whatever, what they say is like a triple threat between oh, RV, RSV. Yeah, and then the flu, all this stuff. Going, if he got, if he, if he got a combination of that RSV and the flu, LeBron ain't playing Saturday. <laughs> well, the uh, the the Lakers play on Friday night against these Atlanta Hawks that we saw today, so will be a back to back for the Lakers coming into Sacramento and the Kings get um, something that they haven't had in a, it seems like a few, few uh, weeks, yeah, multiple days off. So they're off mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday before Saturday. So, you know, they, that hasn't happened a lot this, uh, the last month or so. So, you know, maybe whatever tire legs they may have, maybe that extra day will help them out, have a little bounce and they step on Saturday. Yeah. And then, you know, they always, you know, that building always gets hyped for the Lakers. Always. Always. Yeah, you know, even though it'd be 50-50 Laker fans, a lot of you know, or more. But the Kings are playing better, so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be tilted like that this time. No, nah, no, nah, I think I think it'll be 60-65-35. In favor of fans are always gonna be there. Kings. Okay, I'm just checking. I don't know. The Kings, man. This ain't this ain't Allegiant Stadium. This ain't Allegiant Stadium. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Why we got? Hey, there's no need to bring that up. (laughs) I mean, Raider fans had checked out once they realized the team didn't care about winning anymore. They're like, okay. They actually played really well on Sunday. Yeah, and like like good. And knowing their luck, Jared Stidham is going to (laughs) stink. This next game is going to be like, oh god, they got to get a quarterback. Yeah, I stood him. But, you know, I, like I said, man, that's a rivalry game, you know, and for the fans and even the players that don't know it. Once they feel the energy in whatever arena they're, or stadium they're playing in, they get caught up in it. Yeah, I knew it's, the it's, it's, it's weird. It's a California rivalry. It's weird. One team's in Vegas, but it's a okay. California. That's why I'm right. I, I need to holler at Eric Armstead. He's talking about we run the Bay. I'm like, Raiders <laughs> playing in the Bay, man. They, they, they play next to Mandalay Bay. <laughs> But you, maybe he meant they run Mandalay Bay. That 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 tweet cracked me up. We run the Bay. I'm like, yeah, y'all really do because there's no one else here. And yeah, we will. We run Mandalay Bay now too. Until, until hey, we hey, hey, you know, let's, let's chill. Because I've already accepted the fact that they're going to probably sign my, my OG homie Tom Brady, even though oh, it's not. Gosh. If if they do that, I I'll say it now. If they, I will buy a Tom Brady jersey, and that's blasphemy as a, as a Raider fan. Why? Why would? Why are you gonna do that? I don't know. Just to convince myself to try to be positive. <laughs> and the fact that there's a player in the NFL older than me still playing—that's crazy. I mean, that's I'm crazy. like, I said, I need City Boy Tom Brady. I need Tom Brady. I need lit Tom Brady off the tequila, Tom Brady. <laughs> Well, uh, man, before we get out of here, man, what you what you working on? New year, new projects. What you got going on, man? I'm working on some Demar Hamlin stuff, actually. Mm, uh, he's got, um, got. I mean, it's, it's on our blog on the Athletic right now. I will mm. do more on it though. Yeah, people have seen the uh, GoFundMe. You know, mm. the Chasing M's Foundation. You know, stands for Chasing Millions, and they actually have a clothing line with that. That kind of spawned mm. off of the whole nonprofit idea. And they've apparently been saying he's been saying chasing him since he was in high school. Wow. And so it, when they were in college, they were like, hey, let's make some shirts. <laughs> and they made and guys you know, in, in the Pittsburgh area. It became a really big deal to the point to now where a lot of the local high school players in Pittsburgh, when they commit to colleges, they're wearing the chasing M's merch gear when wow. they commit. 
That's and, awesome. Yeah, and and and, and it's, it's sad is that he had to, the, the injury happened, but in less than two days, everything on the site sold out. Mm. And mm. and I talked to his man, his homie uh, Jay, who, who uh, run, I guess he goes goes by he goes by Glow. I talked to him. Mm. He uh, said that it wasn't that long ago they were talking about doing buy one get one freeze. Wow. To move to move to clear out stock. Cause they're like, man, we got these, we got these, sh- these flannel shirts. Ain't nobody buying. Yeah. So maybe if you do buy one, get one free, we can get the stuff out of here. He said, man, I mean, I checked everything is gone. The, you know, when it's been, it's been a chance for them to kind of people learn more about them. I mean, I learned so much about what DeMar does in Pittsburgh, mm. how he's like actively involved in the high school community mm. and how many, you know, and considering he's in Buffalo that he's so, you know, if you're a high school football player, you're getting he'll go on your Instagram and comment and like your stuff. And, wow. all, you know, he's a, and they say he's not hard to get a hold of either. They said that, you know, when it comes to these ki- high school kids, they can DM him and he hits them back. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to one of his photographers who, who was actually a college student who said he just DM'd him one day and said, hey, I'm a, I'm a college freshman. Can I, you know, if you, I can, I, you know, you know, shoot your uh, workouts for the draft for free. He figures no big deal. He said that night, Demar hits him back. Hey, we're gonna be a thing. Come, you can come hook and shoot. Wow. And ever since then, that guy's been, fo- you know, photographing Demar all over Pittsburgh. Wow. So I mean, there's, a, I mean, I've gotten a lot of cool stories about him, and the, the uh, kind of the theme is that wait till Demar is like able to see all that's happened in this past week. People showing mm-hmm. all this love for him, and he's going. He's going to be blown away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm working on that. And, you know, it's kind of put some other things to the back. But, I mean, this is, you know, more important than me yeah. writing about this shoe. So, yeah, no, that's 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 some, you know, great stuff by you. And, you know, tragic situation. Prayers still go up. You know, the, the thing that I always think about um, or I've been thinking about uh, for the last couple of days that, that I can't wait to see is his first game back. And they call him out of the tunnel. I mean, that's going to be. That's gonna be crazy. I'm already thinking that way, man. I'm 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 taking a positive out. You, you, you predicting the full comeback, man. I'm predicting the full comeback, man. Because I think about the I can't his name escapes me, but the guy who got shot for the Commanders, a Robin, yeah, who came back and his intro with the Fifty Cent and all this other stuff, and that was yeah, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. And when, when he comes back and they call him out the tunnel, oh man, it's gonna be they're gonna be, you know. they're gonna be cutting onions, man. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know, I hope we get that moment. I hope I, I sincerely yeah. do because you know when I saw the play, I'm like, it's 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 scary because it's a play we've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we always I mean you hear like in car accidents about blunt force trauma and you know, go you know, but to see it happen on a football field, I mean, I I don't know DeMar Hamlin. That shook me up because I was mm-hmm. like I played football. What yeah. if I caught a helmet to the chest one time? Yeah. You know, I got friends who played college ball. I know guys in the NFL. And that could be anybody. And like I said, like I said on the show on Tuesday, if you really want to see scary, if you ever get a chance, go on the sideline of an NFL game mm. and just take in how fast these, you know, someone compared it to being like in 20 car accidents and you play a full game. These guys are too big, too fast, man. 
too big, too fast, too strong. That's why I'm like, if a guy won't get him a little cannabis after a game, what I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm glad they got they give him something because this is it's a violent, violent. It's a, it's a violent, it's a violent, dangerous game. But no. I'm I'm happy to be able to tell this story about Demar. We're working on that story for this week, and we gotta we gotta you know. The one thing about the athletic is we got so many people we can put together these really good packages and we've hit that story from several different angles. You know, you know, he's got friends on a lot of teams. I guess his high school teammate plays for the Colts. Okay. So I mean, you know, there's a we, we got a lot of different things on. So I contributed to that. I'll be working on that. Got some other things in 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 the in, in the pot that's cooking that you know I'll let y'all know when it's time to let you know. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Y'all go check that out. As far as me. You know, you can check me uh, on D-Lo and KC every weekday, Monday through Friday, 12 to 4. Uh, more Kings talk, you know, 49ers. We're talking about that. NFL. There's just, no need to really do that, though. Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about with the Niners. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot. There's a lot. You know what I'm saying? We still ain't recap Sunday, so we'll be doing that soon. You know, There's I mean? no need to. I mean, just go ahead and move on. <laughs> Just move on. There's no need to recap. Just move on. Yeah, man. So, you know, there's a be, lot of Niners. Be, be mature. Be mature and move on. <laughs> there's a lot of Niners, even more Kings, man, that we're always getting into, man. So we, we have a good time. Check us out uh, live on your radio if you're in Sacramento on the Odyssey app. Uh, the podcast is on the Odyssey app, wherever you mm-hmm. keep your podcast. And you can find a line stream on YouTube every single day, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, it'll be after Kings play the Lakers on Saturday and then the Kings play the Magic Monday night. We'll be back after that game uh, talking about one of these times, Jason, we're going to go live after we, we'll do the show live. One of these times. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe Monday. We'll see. You know, okay. we got to plan it out. We got to make yeah, sure. Gotta plan it out. Make sure I ain't got no kids tripping, you know, <laughs> make, you know, and the way this storm is going, make sure we all have power. Oh my gosh, please, please. Hey, everybody be safe. All up and down California, man. Be safe, man. The next couple of days is gonna be crazy. So yeah. y'all take good, take care. Y'all be good. It's Jason Jones, Kenny Caraway. I'm about yeah. it. Peace.